Hello and welcome to Gutshot, home of the hottest takes for Magic the Gathering. I'm Fred, aka War Crimes Uwu, and joining me as always is my magnanimous host, Aggressive Rhetoric. <laughs> That's right, welcome to Gutshot, the only MTG podcast that altered their Bob Ross basic lands to put bottles of Mountain Dew on them. And Fred, this one is not going to stay on the shelf long. This one's going to spoil real quick. Yep, it's going to age like milk. Today, we are talking about uh, Mark Rosewater's little teaser for Strixhaven. I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite things every set, is trying to guess um, what Mark Rosewater is talking about. He's being even more cryptic than usual, um, and he's just listed these little hints, snippets of rules, text from cards, info, and I'm really excited to talk about him. First, uh, how was your... Um, yeah, I had a good week. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, hunkering down, nose to the grindstone, playing a lot of Brawl, and then I also have been playing around a little bit with Death Shadow and Historic, and let me tell you, that deck is not a good best of one deck. Like, you really need to be playing best of three to get the most out of out of uh, that um, uh, Orzov uh, Death Shadow deck. But, you know, so, you know, losing, you know, getting, getting all my losing out of the way. How was your week? My week was pretty great. It was a bit of a whirlwind. You know, I cracked my Time Spiral Remastered box. I've been playing Sealed with my partner with that, and that's been really fun. I love that limited environment. And then also I started my job at a card shop, Redacted. Oh, nice, uh, nice. And, nice. yeah, that's going super well. It's more sorting than I thought, but I'm having a really good time. That 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 sounds, yeah, that's pretty much the dream for a lot of people is to finally be on the other side of that counter um so to yeah. speak did did you did you feel like real out of the, uh, out of place like you crossed that barrier and you were like whoa what is this was it was it kind of like a out of body experience or something like that yeah a little bit initially it still barely feels real i've been behind the desk at like card shops i've helped out at before but like being like a, an employee of a card shop feels crazy it's super cool yeah, that that's really that's really neat. Uh, we'll, we'll probably want uh, uh, you know periodic updates on this so we can in real time track your movement from you know bright eyed new store employee to super jaded you know employee that doesn't care and you know treats the regulars like crap and uh, you know be becomes that stereotypical guy you never want to like deal with when you go and try to uh, buy singles at the card shop. So I'm looking forward to seeing that trajectory from you. I'm, I'm excited. I think it will be faster than I presume. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm really loving the job. Uh, yeah, but finals, I, uh, I bombed a quiz about the early hominid, but, you know, fuck that guy who needs him. Yeah, based. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> back to talk about magic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I am super excited to talk about these teasers. Um, before we get there, um, you know, we are, you know, primarily here on YouTube. So if you are here and listening to any of our, you know, episodes here, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you like the episode you're listening to, you know, give the video a like. Um, you, if the bell icon's there, if you want to click that, you can get notifications of when we uh, upload uh, new episodes, which, uh, you know, for the time being, you know, is, is pretty steadily weekly. But I would say, the most um like the greatest thing you can do to really kind of make us happy is to comment regardless of whether you like the content you want to tell us how much we suck if you left a comment that would mean the world to us so just think yeah about and, that. and let us know what you think these snippets mean we need you to help us piece together what the fuck mark rosewater is talking about yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're talking about the Strixhaven teasers, and um, you know, you love these, I love these. It's very magic, isn't it? Like in all games, like magic has been around for so long, and this is such a thing that I feel like only magic gets to do, just based on its history and uh, you know, um, Morrow's history uh, with magic. It's just like this is like one of the, like the most like purest magic things possible. Um, so yeah, I, I love it when magic can kind of enjoy things that are really just its own thing you know yeah i i agree i think uh i think this is one of my favorite part of spoiler season easily and i just want to talk about what kind of crazy things we think are going to be in the set do you want to just jump into it yeah yeah let's let's go into it um so yeah i, th I think yeah you explain what teasers are yeah so let's go into the first one yeah. that he gave us uh which is a white card with the rules text draw three cards so i want to know what else is on this card that's going to make this not just the power level of drawing three cards um i think it's going to have something to do with when an opponent casts a spell that doesn't cost any mana mm. or like when they cast a spell uh with like like um basically it's going to be some kind of uh 
like like a hate bear card that they would normally print, except instead of stopping your opponent from doing something, it's just going to let you draw three cards when they do it. Yeah, yeah. That's I think, my guess. I think that's very likely. Um, they have really leaned into the, um, you know, if white draws cards, it's in response to something your opponent's doing. Or, um, as we've seen on a recent common, it's like... Um, uh, it's um, symmetrical. So um, this could possibly be all players draw three cards or you and target opponent draw three cards. Um, or, yeah. or it could be like um, the, the recent white mythic, uh, like, like you mentioned, uh, what's his name? Uh, M- Mangara? Uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, where it's like taxing your opponent. Um, this definitely isn't harmonized, right? That would be pretty cool no. if it was, though. I don't think so. I think the color pie is more important than that. My other thought was it could be a creature with like vigilance and lifelink that taps to draw three cards if you've gained ten or more life this turn. Oh, okay. Um, that could be that's the thing that they keep doing in white. Um and that could potentially be there. Also though, um this could be a cost for an ability that says each opponent may draw three cards. Oh, that uh, people would be so upset. Like I actually kinda think that it may not be that because if it is that, could you imagine the backlash? Uh, from the players if that was what this was referring to mark rosewater gets death threats for like everything wrong that wizards does even if it had literally nothing to do with him so this thing actually having something to do with him might be the nail in the coffin (laughs) sure sure sure. Uh, i don't know uh yeah i i'm gonna be if it's a shitty white card we get to keep laughing at how shitty white cards are but if it's good and it changes what white can do you know i'm all ears we'll see like you mentioned it's very likely that's attached to life gain. Like, that is just something White does, as much of a meme as it is. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that. Uh, I'm locking in my choice of it's probably symmetrical. Like, it's a you and target opponent or all players or something like that, and people are not going to be happy. Okay, if I have to pick, if I have to lock in, like, one thing I think it is, I'm going to say I think it's a hate bear. Hmm. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. Or it's a card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But looking forward to seeing um, how how angry this one makes uh, the community. But we have another one. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and read this one? Uh, A planeswalker you know, but not as you know them. Finally, Sigma Male Garrick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, we we definitely need that. Um, you know, it's he's been gone for so long. We got the win card, but we need to catch up. So we need uh, more um, uh, uh, iterations of Garuk. No, no, actually, it looks like they've already shown us what this one is as a as a potentially. Like a, yeah, potentially as as a teaser for for the set. And uh, looks like uh, this uh, applies to Professor Onyx. Yeah, um, fans are calling this Liliana of the Yale. Should I go ahead and just read what the card does? Let's go ahead and read the card. Okay. Four and double black. Legendary Planeswalker Liliana comes in with five loyalty. Static ability Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. That's pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Plus one, you lose one life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them in your hand and the rest in your graveyard. Minus three... Each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. And minus eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process six more times. So empty hand is 21. Yeah, um, I think my favorite thing about this card is the Bronzoids saying that it's better than Ugin. um, (laughs) Because they don't understand how cards work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hear you. Um, so yeah, this is very interesting, and I have kind of a pet theory about this card, much like much like the Bronzoids. I think this might be Liliana. Oh shit! I mean, just okay. look at her. I mean, yeah. just look at her. The the resemblance yeah. is uncanny. I I think that it might be revealed that this is Liliana. Okay, yeah, I think that's a bit of a crackpot theory. I think this is the Wanderer's true identity. Oh, yeah, yeah, good choice, good choice. But we'll see. Um, But yeah, no, this card's really bad, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, um, and I think it'll have some some interesting applications. But no, this is not uh, this is not Ugin. This is not any of the other Lilianas that that I think of. Um, and, and the thing that sticks out about me is that it kind of eschews the normal Liliana thing, which is making zombies, and it looks like that's intentional, right? Like, um, that, kind of going back to her Liliana of the Veil days. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and uh, having uh, player sacrifice permanence is also another part of her um, 
uh, identity. So, you know, that's interesting. I am actually surprised that they're going back to uh, stack abilities on Planeswalkers. I think most people have said that they don't like that, um, that it's like uh, too much complexity. Maybe th these were made before the... Um, not backlash, but you know, before the player base said what they thought of the complexity of uh, stack abilities on planeswalkers, but it looks mm -hmm. like they're here and probably um, here to say or here to stay, or, or we'll see. But um, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, this is a very interesting card. I I'll be interested in trying trying this out in brawl, but yeah, I think I think you're right on power level here. I think this card's probably not going to see much play. I don't dislike the static abilities. I think that there were some that were just not very fun like the to vary from war of the spark but all in all i think they're cool uh, i definitely like the static ability on the other new planeswalker that got revealed but we'll save that for our spoiler video um do you want to tell us the next one yeah 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 so the next one is a card featuring paulo vitor dama de rosa's likeness for winning the world championship and to be honest this could be anything um as for, i i believe that paulo is going to have some input onto the card but the card like the the core of the idea of the card is going to be designed by wizards i think that's how it was for um uh the other one javier dominguez his card uh oh i know the i know the card like the back of my head i just don't know its name do you know the name of that card i'm googling it now it's hey, fervent it's, champion fervent champion man i i'm really disappointed in myself for not remembering that um but, oh, that was him. yeah but this could really be anything i'm really looking forward to seeing what what paulo picks i will say in terms of people who deserve their likeness on a card paulo is pretty up there uh, there are some invitational winners that you know are, are pretty lesser known not you know they they like spike the tournament uh you know like back in the day but like paulo i think has put in the work um is is a pillar of the community and deserves to be on a card for sure He's one of those players I'm surprised hasn't gotten this yet. Uh, but I am glad that they're bringing this practice back. It is pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. And it's most likely going to be a good card, you know. Um, I think they've learned, oh, yeah, their, they've learned their lesson about doing this and, uh, you know, printing cards that are just, like, don't do anything. Um, Fervent Champion has been, a, you know, a really actually balanced card uh, for what it is. So I, I'm expecting Paulo's card to actually be pretty good, even though it could technically be anything and and we'll just be surprised when we see it if i ever have this happen i would just want it to be on some like french vanilla three mana two three just to buck the trend <laughs> oh i want a mountain but it's like mount rushmore <laughs> but it's my face but it's, it's a mountain. that would be pretty sick that'd be pretty cool right right yeah for sure and then you can use it in every format <laughs> yeah all right let's move on to the next one you want to read this one yeah, a spell with three X's and its mana cost. This could also be fucking anything. I put up Astral Cornucopia because it's the only such spell that already exists. Um, yeah, I, I honestly have no idea what effect could be powerful enough to put three X's in the mana cost. Like, it's either going to be like a reanimator spell that's triple X and black and you get to reanimate X creatures, or... I, I, I mean, I honestly have no idea. Will, what are your, what do you think? Yeah, this could this could go in a lot of different directions, and we're most likely not going to get close to what it is. But uh, one thing that we know about three X's in mana cost is that it basically it forces a certain type of scaling, right? It's you know three, yeah. six, nine. So this would be an yeah, effect. Yeah. So so we would need to look at effects where doing it three times is very powerful, and you know like is absolutely game winning. Um, the card that I keep thinking of is uh, Mass Manipulation, uh, which was two X, but it was you know take control of X target creatures and planeswalkers, and that was a card that if you did it for anything that was more than x equals one it was a pretty heavy swing in your favor unless your opponent was able to wipe the board afterwards so um I i'm kind of thinking something like that you mentioned reanimation which i think is actually a perfect e example if it was like 3x and it was like creatures from any graveyard to your battlefield um, because I mm -hmm. think that would be appropriate scaling with a three. Or, or maybe like a um, a fixed ma mass manipulation where it's like, you know, maybe instead of three blue, it's two blue, but it scales a little bit harder. Um, 
yeah something something like that is is what i'm thinking of i i doubt it's something like astral cornucopia where it's a little like it's a good card but ultimately triple x is very splashy and they would want to put that on a very splashy effect i think yeah i i I think so too i think maybe we'll get like green and triple x put x creatures from your hand into play Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. A, a very powerful effect that needs to be heavily hampered in its scaling. Yeah, maybe something that lets you cheat on mana, but I'm not sure. This is definitely out of my ability to guess accurately. Uh, but this next one seems pretty interesting. Introduction of a new evergreen keyword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm racking my brain of what this is. Now, now we don't have any clarifying information on this particular section. Um, So it's not actually clear whether this is going to be a keyword we've already seen that they're bringing back or if it's something just brand new that they're adding to the game, kind of like with Skulk um, or Skulk. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really hoping it's Skulk and Blue Black is the new evergreen keyword. (laughs) They bring them back. Yeah, that would be pretty, pretty based. Um, So if it's a brand new keyword, I mean, we literally don't know what it is. We have seen many Magecraft, um, you know, on Liliana, which is a new keyword, but I, I kind That's of... an ability, I, though, right? It's yeah, in you're, italics. You're absolutely right. It is ability word, so it's out, out already, but I highly doubt it's Magecraft. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so we know it's not that. Um, I, I'm trying to think of keywords that we have seen recently that could possibly come back uh, kind of like with scry they tried it it played really well and they're bringing it back um do, do you have... <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah they kind of dropped prowess maybe yeah they under this definition they definitely could bring prowess back uh maybe it's um investigate maybe it's clue tokens i would love that i really hope it's skulk um like just to give blue black a combat keyword um because they've been lacking one but i also think investigate would be reasonable and fit okay with the plane theme and if it becomes evergreen you know then we get right which is the best feeling in the world yeah so yeah i don't know um right. honestly it's, it's pretty hard to tell but i i, I would uh, i don't think i would bet on it being investigate even though i want it to be i'm gonna i'm gonna bet on uh what are you locking your choice in as uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. What What was your choice? I'm gonna bet on Skulk. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I just came up with what I think is actually a really great pick for this: food tokens. Um, and and this well, would and this would be with cards that don't synergize with it. it. It won't be a synergistic format food token. It'll be kind of you know you make the token and you can gain life here and there, and it gives them a little leeway on designing cards. I think food tokens. Um, I really hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. It, it is a little, it's like just on the line of being like too tied to Eldraine. Uh, but, and, and then, you know, kind of, it could possibly work in other planes. Yeah, Clue Investigate really wouldn't. It's kind of too tied to uh, uh, um, to Innistrad, I think. But that, that's yeah. why I'm locking in. Honestly, think your selection of Skulk is not that bad. Yeah. I think uh, I think, but either one is realistic. I think it'll probably be something neither of us are thinking of, but oh, yeah. we'll see. Oh, we're we're wrong on all of these. <laughs> like we are. Oh, for sure, way absolutely. Off. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, to, yeah, let's move on to the next one here, uh, and I'll go ahead and read this one. Um, a red sorcery that you can have as many copies in your deck as you want. Um, yeah, very very interesting here. Um, they do seem to like these cards and printing new ones, um, but this one is a little weird if it's a spell and you can have as many copies in your deck as possible it would certainly have to be something that there needs to be a reason that you would want to put all of these in your deck so i'm guessing that there is some sort of um um, synergistic thing going on with all of these spells do you have any ideas Fred? Yeah, so, like, we have, like, that blue spell that comes back every once in a while. It's had, like, three different names that's just, like, two mana, draw a card, and then draw another one for each of that in your discard yeah. or in your graveyard. Um, and I think we might get something of that vibe. Uh, one of the Ravnica sets recently was, like, a had a goblin-making spell that made more goblins if there were more of that in your discard. And I think that type of spell, a little bit worse, and allowing you to play as many copies of it as you want in your deck could be 
the right call. Um, either basing it on the number of them in your graveyard or like giving you an experience counter type thing every time you cast one, just so you can't like familiar yourself and then do a million damage with one copy. But I think I think that would probably be what we'd get. Some kind of spell like that that scales on the number of I just put lava spike in here because that would be interesting yeah. if it was literally just lava spike, but you can play as many copies as you want. Oh man, oh boy. Uh, well I mean modern yeah. Modern, not modern burn, but like legacy burn is literally just like what forty lightning bolts, like every lightning bolt you could possibly play. Um, right. So yeah, I think that yeah, that would definitely just be a legacy deck. But uh, yeah, you're you're right. It, it's tough because I feel like doing like synergistic stuff um like scaling works so much better with creatures um that we've seen like relentless rat, rats and uh the um persistent petitioners it's, it's harder with yeah it's it's harder to do that with spells um and, and i think you nailed it like basically having it scale off of how many are in your graveyard or like a experience counters is like really the only way that they could um that they could scale it. Uh, the only other thing that I can think of is like a, and I have no idea if they would do this, but like a mini storm. It's like, you know, does sure. X times how many cards named lot like a lava spike storm that you've cast uh, this turn and do it, do it like by, by turn. Uh, but I don't know if they, that's a little too close to storm. Uh, that actually know. might be a way to, a good way to fix storm. Because, like, the issue with Storm is there's a lot of basically free spells that replace themselves in mana and card draw, like Mana Morphos type stuff. Right. And, like, in Axiom Probe. And if the only spells that count for your count are the spell itself, then you can't just fill up on free spells. That might be a fair way to do Storm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It, it would have to play well in uh, limited, though. It would have to be a limited playable card. Um, so it would you would have to want to... Uh, it would, you would have to want to at least be willing to play the card in a bad deck if you only had one copy um you know which yeah like like would that would that like a pseudo storm on a shock be too good and and, and i'm not frank karsten someone else i have to run the numbers on that but um, I, I guess that's going to be my prediction for what this is i think i'm probably right there with you um Either that or just, like, uh, a red exile the top card of your library, then exile the top card of your library again for each copy of this in your yard. You can play those cards this turn. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Is, um, it, is it possible that the new evergreen keyword is ripple? No. no. <laughs> I, was actually, I was thinking about making that joke. Haven't there only been, like, three cards with ripple? Yeah, it was, like, four cards, and there were all commons in um, uh, Cold Snap, so... Not not likely, not likely. But yeah, I think we're, I think we're pretty. Yeah, I think we're pretty close on on this one. Um, the, but the next one, you know, very. Oh, they could just be keywording um, exile the top part of your library. You can play it this turn. Oh yeah, oh that's a great idea. Yeah, I yeah, because they did that. With They're cleaning up a lot of the way that they write cards, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they were doing. What would you What would you even call that? Um, you know, in, in a flavorful way that calls what it does, but also kind of ties it to red. To red, you know, because red is the the card that does that. It would need to kind of have a reddish name. What would you even call that? Frenzy. Uh, yeah, it's, impulse. It's yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Uh, yeah, impulse yeah. draw is what we call it, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe it's rummage, um, you know, because we see rummage, uh, you know, in red cards uh, all the time. Maybe they're keywording that. Ransack. Oh, ransack! Uh, be, oh, ransack is great, actually. Be a hooligan. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe they'd want to stay away from hooligan, but uh, sorry, I'm engaging in anti-Irish racism. Ah, well, well, well. Okay, let's move on to the next one, and, and I'll go ahead and read this one as well. A future-shifted card appearing for the first time in a premiere set other than Future Sight. Um, and, and my... Okay. Yeah, what's, what's your pick for this? I think I completely misread this, but I think it could go either way. Either this is one of the cards from Future Sight appearing in an actual set, or they're going to be predicting more future cards with future shifted cards in this set. Which one of those do you think it is? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're actually bringing back future shifted cards. I think this is a, a card that originally printed in um, 
future site that is now bring, uh, being brought back and being rebooted. Okay. Um, I guess we could be wrong about that, but I think almost everyone's assuming that it's an old card from that set that's being reprinted. And there are a lot of choices. Um, maybe, I, I'm going to guess it's not one with a keyword, um, but there there's a lot of ways they could um, go with this. So honestly, I think everyone's just saying whatever their favorite future shift the card is it's Tarmogoyf, i guess right. well that's been oh i guess premiere set I, I don't know what premiere set means um it's set i think i don't think it's Tarmogoyf, but like uh, how about blade of the sixth pride the um the full art uh white three one for two mana which was the first time we ever saw that that card uh and that particular card has actually never been printed before you think we're going to get leonin in estrix haven uh, perhaps, and it's very telling that you get to pick any of the future shifted cards to want to be reprinted in the next set, and you pick the vanilla two mana three one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what can I say? What can I say? It's, it's yeah. all about hot. It's all about hot takes here, man. It's true. That is that's certainly a hot take. Oh, um, what is I, your what is your pick? I picked Fletch Rider as what I think to be the most likely. Uh, it's a four mana three three with Transfigure for one double black, which is basically transmute except a creature that's already on the battlefield. So you can pay three, sack it to search for, for another, a different four-drop creature from your dis from your library and put it into play uh, at sorcery speed. Um, I think uh, I think transmute could be the keyword for the um, the black green uh, guild. I think I think they could use transmute and flesh rider could get reprinted and they could print some other transmute creatures, maybe like a mana dork with transmute or transfigure. Rather, uh, I think that could be realistic. I looked through all of the uh, time shifted cards when we made this, and I, I figured this would probably be the most likely card to see. Yeah, this this seems interesting. Um, I do not remember this card whatsoever from uh, Future Side. Not that I played a lot of that set, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this is a, a um, as good a pick as any of the others. Um, so I'm very interested to seeing what this card is. And again, like with all the other ones, I'm looking forward to the disappointment that the uh, community will have once they realize it's a card that they didn't want. And I'm sure almost nobody was really wanting. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. Unpleasable magic players. Um, speaking of unpleasable magic players, yep. A modal dual face card with the same card type on both sides that hasn't been printed before. Will, do you think modal dual face cards are evergreen now? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think so too. And I think it's kind of unfortunate because it's going to make it really awkward when they print werewolves and vampires that flip again, if mm -hmm. they do. Um, so either we're going to lose that part of magic or it's going to be confusing to play with. But I do enjoy the, some of the gameplay that modal dual face cards provide. Um, so our only options for this are Artifact, Artifact, Enchantment, Enchantment, or Planeswalker, Planeswalker. Or Sorcery, Sorcery, or Instant, Instant. Yeah, um, that, yeah that's interesting. Uh, the mo modal with um, spells on either side. That's kind of the... Um, that's like the the um, area of uh, of uh, split cards. Um, so may, I don't know if they yeah. want to do that. Although they very much could. I I will say to your point about bringing back uh, werewolves. Um, you know that that flip and, and other cards. Um, they most likely. I I don't think it would be too terrible for them to bring that back, but. I, I think that Wizards would not want to put those in the same format, like the same standard format, as modal dual-face cards for that confusion that you just mentioned. Um, so since these modal dual-face cards are on the way of being evergreen, I actually feel very low on, like... Uh, werewolves that flip in the old way uh, coming back uh, when we go back to Innistrad. As much as I hate to say that, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that will piss off a lot of players very much. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, I hate to say it. Um, oh, okay, so my pick for this, I actually think this is where Will and Rowan is going to come back, and I can't take okay. full I can't take full credit for this. I'm pretty sure I uh, picked this idea up from a Reddit thread, but I think yeah, I think it's going to be a Planeswalker, Planeswalker, and it's going to be Will on one side and Rowan on another. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, <laughs> I think that could also be the Planeswalker in a way we haven't seen them yet if Lily's gone, but I think that would be a cool way to do it. Honestly, a very interesting. Um, Wait, we've seen Will and Rowan in key art for the set, so they're here. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were a modal dual face planeswalker. The only other thing I could think of is literally just instants and sorceries that kind of fulfill the same purpose. 
mm-hmm. as um, yeah as uh, as as split cards. But I think, like you said, that's less likely because of split cards. So yeah, I'm 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 probably on Team Will and Rowan for this. I, I think, uh, you know, and- standard sets have had three walkers lately, so. I think this one will be no exception. Yeah, and I, I think every, everyone is thinking that. And honestly, at this point, if it's not that, like, there would be some disappointment in the community. Um, as I think the modal dual face uh, cards from both um, uh, Kaldheim and uh, Zendikar Rising have shown us is that um, you uh, these cards are best when the two sides do different things. You know, like, yeah. which makes me think it's not artifact, artifact, unless it's a um, very interesting um, card, like like a very flavorful, like high profile, powerful card. Um, you know, or like a storm hoser on one side and a graveyard hoser on the other side. Oh, that's actually a great idea. It would have to be something like that. There would have to be different functionality on both sides to make it, um, you know, a card worth playing and um like you would have to be at a level where it's like a flavorful planeswalker for it to make sense for a flip card to have two of the same side um which is which is also making me think that way that's not just creature creature or um you know like spell spell unless the spells do something very very different but yeah Yeah. i'm I'm locking in will and roan for my pick here i mean i am too i think it could be really interesting to see like one of the sides can protect themselves and take you back from being in a bad place in the game, and then the other side is truly really aggressive. Yeah, um, for sure. That, that can be inter- there could be a lot of interesting stuff they could do here. I agree with you. All right, all right. Well, let's move on to the next one here. Um, uh, a card sharing something never shared before. Um, okay, and I'm, this I'm, is yeah. a fucking vague hint in the pile. For sure, for sure. Uh, I, I'm thinking what has been shared before. Um, I know that you can share a library um, from a really weird card um, from uh, original Mirrodin. Uh, would it be fair to say that Mindslaver lets you share turns? Uh, I think in a very... Uh, <laughs> Not in this yeah. sense. Not in this sense, oh, though, right? No, comrade. Uh, maybe. Um, I was taking this to mean something about the lore being shared with the players. Um, hmm. Oh, that's... I think that's why this is such a vague hint, because it could very reasonably be either of those things. If it was a card, if it was a card like share your hand or share a creature or something like that, like, this hint would probably be worded in a different way, right? Yeah, Siege Rhino reprint that makes your opponent share three of their life with you. <laughs> I, I'm, I actually think this is a, a great point by you, is that this might not mean physical sharing of something within the game um that, that's that's great and i hadn't thought about it that way um yeah it could be sharing a story point for sure um it could be sharing more time shifted cards as a surprise yeah <laughs> there we go sharing reprint equity with the um uh, biblioplex how about that yeah yeah Okay. Uh, sharing stock and wizards you can you can open stocks in your packs now Right, right, right. Well, real quick, if you think that this might be sharing a physical thing inside a game of Magic, what would be your top uh, pick for something uh, to to share? Is it possible for two players to share a creature? Oh, God, like joint custody? (laughs) Uh, Maybe, yeah. I think the creature is always going to want to be with one of the players, though, and it's going to be the player that buys them the best Christmas presents. Kiora took the kids! God damn it, Kiora took the kids. That's, uh, the, that's they're bringing back sagas, and that's the that's the saga they're bringing. Yeah, for Kiora. sure. If it is sharing something of magic, I, I'm actually going to guess that it's a multiplayer focused card that lets you share creatures. And I don't know how that's going to work in the rules, but they'll they'll figure it out. That's that's my that's my gut shot here for this one. All right, yeah, I God, I, I can't imagine being one of the rules lawyer, the rules people at Magic that has to make the stupid commander cards work. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, make a uh, make a, uh, a joint custody divorce card. Hey, it's uh, three p.m. Time to uh, make this uh, make this garbage ruling work. Yes, honey. For sure, for sure. Um, and, and then for our last um, kind of traditional teaser um, is when focusing on lands. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, a cycle of enemy dual lands finishing off a 10-card cycle. Um, 
I think that the most likely are either the uh, reveal lands from Shadows of Renistrad, which I've put one of on the screen here, or um, the Battle for Zendikar duels, although it's also possible we could get the enemy bad fetches. What do you think, Will? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think most people are on the Shadows of Renistrad train that it's going to be these... Really? Uh, yeah, that's what I've seen on Reddit. Uh, a lot of people think it's going to be a Shadows of Renistrad um, thing, and I think part of that is um, uh, Triumphs, will still be in the uh, standard uh, format, uh, you know, with the um, land types. So these play pretty well with the triumphs, and they'll be in standard for the same time period. So I, I think that's why people are leaning towards these. Now, whether people are really clamoring for more of these, uh, I don't know. Um, but um, th this this seems to be the pick, and I, I think it's safe if you want to pick this. Um, a battle for Zendikar lands... Um, I, I don't think anyone's clamoring for those either, um, but they are there. Uh, and um, like, I'm sure some people would appreciate having more of these for, you know, to kind of just round out their uh, uh, dual lane collection for their commander decks, right? Yeah, I think the Battle for Zendikar lands are pretty objectively better than these. Mm -hmm. um, the Triumphs might make these a little better, but like the, the uh, these were in standard with the Battle for Zendikar mm -hmm. lands, which had subtypes. And then later with the uh, Amonkhet cycling lands that had subtypes, and they still were the worst lands of the standard. So it, I don't it, think anyone super excited for these. It's interesting you bring that up because it could be the enemy Amonkhet cycling lands, and they could be bringing cycling back um, as an evergreen keyword. How do you feel about that? Oh my god! Okay, yeah, I've always said cycling should be an evergreen keyword. I'm going to be so fucking hyped if that's what's happening. Yeah, it absolutely. It, it, yeah, absolutely could be the. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Holy shit! Okay, I've always said that like the worst five cards in the set should just be given cycling at the end of development. Yeah. And if they just start, if that becomes their design philosophy, I would be very happy with that. <laughs> that that would be pretty cool. But but okay, so I'm locking in my choice, and it's not any of these. I have one more that I think is at. I mean, I don't know how likely it is, but I'm I'm locking this in as my choice. I am picking the Odyssey filtering lands. Oh damn! That you're down bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the these fit the criteria. Um, I think people would really want these. You know, th this is something that people would actually be super excited um, about if they if they came back. So um, I'm I, I don't think it's likely, but I'm picking this. I'm locking this in as my gut shot for this choice. Get uncommon or um th does the teaser say uncommon no no it's a cycle of enemy duel lands. oh yeah yeah these yeah these would be um these would be rare absolutely really do you know what card i'm talking about uh, i'm talking about, no, you're talking about they you pay a colorless into them and they have to make um one of each of the colors yes absolutely no this is absolutely a rare level card yeah th these, these would be like the rare dual lands of the set I thought they kind of sucked, and that's why they made the new ones in Lorwyn after the time spiral. I mean, they're not—they're not—they're um, not Shocklands, but like, I mean, they're—they're they're good. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. These cards are great. All right. I—I'll uh, believe it when I see it. I guess. <laughs> okay. My gut shot is that the Odyssey dual lands, uh, the Odyssey filtering dual lands, are good dual lands. Uh, but... That is certainly a hot take. I feel like I've never seen them in Commander. People tend to like be stretched for good dual lands in that format. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I will say it is most likely that Shadows over Endershad lands. Yeah, I don't think that's likely. I think you're down bad, but I th I hope for your sake that we get them, if that would make you happy. All right, fair enough. Okay, so that is all of our just normal te uh, teasers, but we have a few uh, interesting things here, starting out with rule snippets. So these are little pieces of text taken off of cards and given to us as a little morsel uh, to tide us over until spoiler season. And uh, yeah, so I will just go ahead and read some of these, uh, you know, just real quick, say what we think about them. Search your library and graveyard for up to four creature cards with different names. This is probably like a um, like a fact or fiction variant, right? Yeah, yeah, where you get to put them into play for sure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, it's green black. It's probably going to be the green black, one of the green black mythics. Right, for sure. Or maybe like a um, like a like a big black demon that lets you do something like real weird with it. Uh, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's absolutely absolutely something like that. Um, otherwise, put a study counter on it. Um, uh, the first thing I think about here is outlast. Like maybe maybe like an inverse about last, where you can kind of make your creature do something else, you know, aka put a study counter on it, and it like gets better um, to 
uh, for doing that. Do you think you think something like that might be uh, possible? I th- yeah, I think potentially. I think there's there's a way of telling. Maybe it's like an Aether vial, for instance, in sorceries. Oh, uh, and you, if you if you don't cast an instant sorcery with it, that's when you get to put a steady counter on it. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so- otherwise would mean. Yeah, maybe like a, a tweaked brain or a, a jar of eyeballs or brain in a jar, whichever one of those is the one that you could. Um, brain uh, in a jar. Brain yeah. in a jar is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it could be like an updated version of that. That makes a lot of sense. Jar of phlegm. <laughs> uh, whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger. Hmm. This might be a commander card. Commander card any of my time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, This would... I, I know people were saying, I saw this on Reddit as well, people were saying the end of this would be um, like a, it doesn't, so kind of like it shuts it all down, kind of like a Hushbringer, but Hushbringer is worded differently. Um, you know, the, uh, it, yeah, it would. Yeah, so it's... Or oh, I guess it could say counter that triggered ability. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, that that could that could definitely be it. Um, I, I think if they were going that route, they would use the Hushbringer wording on whatever card it is this is probably well, a huge splashy effect I, i'm gonna say they could say uh counter that triggered ability unless it's controller pays too oh yeah yeah that's that's true that's true um yeah, yeah. Or, or draw three cards and it's one <laughs> right right that that could be a possibility too i actually like your taxing um idea i think that makes a lot of sense and i think you would have to word it this way instead of the way that Hushbringer is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I, I think that the taxing is a great idea on this one. Okay. Um, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. Hmm. That, that one's interesting. You could do a lot of stuff with that. I think that's going to be a red white card that deals damage. Yeah. Kind of like think- a, um, kind of like a, um, a different burn at the stake or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like pseudo convoke. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's good. But yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with this. Maybe like put plus one plus one counters on them, or you know do damage like you said. Maybe uh, maybe it's like a uh, opposition where like uh, you know tapping creatures you control, tap all your you know uh, that many of your opponents' creatures, something like that. Um, I think we're missing out on the real gold here. What if that's the whole rules text? Oh yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great because yeah, you, you could just do that. Tur- turns out yeah. you can just tap your creatures. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, as a cost for an activated ability, pay ten life. Now, this is another thing that could really be anything. Um, do you have any ideas on this? It really could just be anything. White card, pay ten life, draw three cards. Oh, okay. I think that, I think that's a good a good choice. Um, yeah, it, it would make most sense for this to be in the light game colors, which would be white or black. Um, and, and yeah. paying ten life is a pretty steep cost, so it would be something very very splashy. But yeah, you could put this on a lot of different things. Um, so I would would not be surprised if one of the color combinations, probably black white, um, you know, has a life gain sub theme. You know, big surprise everybody there uh, and then you will have a you will have a payoff card that allows you to spend that life i think that's a pretty fair assumption all right new fetch lands that are tap pay 10 life search your library for a forest and the planes and put them onto the battlefield hmm hmm that's interesting yeah. they fetch you two lands but they cost 10 life i bet people would play that oh absolutely death shadow <laughs> Any, any other decks. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. More life. Uh, and then the last, well, I guess the last one on this page, uh, repeat this process six more times. What process are we repeating six more times? Um, now, yeah. Liliana says that. So, yeah. yeah so, um, but I don't think that this is referring to that. The, the fact that, you know, she is, you know, um, a black card in a set with enemy colors makes me think that maybe repeating six more times might be a sub theme uh within whatever color combination that she finds herself to be a part of um really i wouldn't be surprised if there was another card that says repeat this process six more times um so but yeah that that's pretty hard scaling so um it's it's probably going to be something black though something black or black adjacent and it's going to kind of be like punishing to your opponent so like a, like a Tormenta Scarabs type card. Um, so it'll be something like that. That's my guess. Or the white mythic is going to be pay 10 life. Repeat this process six more times. 
you can do it. It's a white. You have all that life. You could just you could just pay the life as a flex on your opponent. Yeah, just to to do it. Just add, like as a meme. Yeah, lots of uh, possibilities there. And, and to round it out, we are are there. Okay, okay, there are actually more rules tech snippets. So uh, the next one is um, pets, or sorry, pest, bats, insects, snakes, and spiders. So clearly something is going to deal with the um, the pest-type creatures of magic. Um, you think this might be a lord for the, these type of uh, 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 creature types? Or a board wipe that just kills them, like an extermination type of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, yeah, that would require one of the color pairs to really be all in on these um, uh, creature types. That seems a little unlikely to me. I'm thinking it's a lord, where it's like a, it's like a witch or like a um, uh, something like that, a janitor maybe something like that, uh, and it's like give all of these pest creature types plus one plus one and death touch or something and maybe it like creates like a an insect token uh, or something like that but this could also be yeah yeah we could think a little bit more out of the box it could be a, a board wipe it could be a tutor where it's like you know um actually this may not work with since it's all plural it may not work with the tutor um maybe the alt on a planeswalkers uh, um destroy all creatures except Oh that's yeah, that. oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great actually. Um, yeah, if it's a board wipe, that's probably what that what that refers to. Yeah. All right. Um, each mode must target a different player. Now we know that they love modal cards, and they've just been coming up with so many of them. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's another. I mean, we know we're getting commands, and none of the commands see this. But um, you know, we could definitely have a, like a splashy spell that um, uh, it's almost like a sublime epiphany type card. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just it's really powerful and kind of to temper it down a little bit. Um, you have to, um, uh, you know, pick lot. You know a lot of different players but it'll probably be tweaked in a way to where it would make sense to play it if you um uh if you're only playing with two people right because the card would have to work in like a one-on-one -on -one, like limited environment right so uh, unless you also apply to the strict saving commander decks i don't think it does I, well i guess i don't i don't know i would be surprised if it does um but um yeah th that that could be possible um yeah i, I yeah, this would have to have weird scaling. I wonder if it's like pick X where X is the number of opponents you have or players you have. And then it's like 10 different objects. Pro probably not, but it, it could be something like that. I don't know. This seems like a commander card. So I am, I'm going to, I'm not going to speculate on it. Um, I wonder what it is. <laughs> this one's definitely the one that's hardest to guess for me. Um, but the next one is whenever an opponent activates an ability that isn't a mana ability, draw three cards. It's oh, white. Oh, I think that's missing from our slides. No, it isn't. It's right under each mode must target a different player. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I skipped ahead a little bit. Yes. Uh, whenever an opponent activates an ability that isn't a mana ability, this this um, piece of text exists on one card, and that is, or not completely like this, um, but you know, activates an ability that isn't a mana ability. That's on Burning Tree Shaman, which uh, deals damage. Too right. What's that? Harsh mentor. Um, I don't know that card. Uh, from Mom and Cat. Are you pulling it up? Yeah. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land on the battlefield, if it isn't a mana ability, it deals it deals damage to the player. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Burning Sh uh, Shaman does something very similar. Uh, so this is going to um, probably be something similar to that. Um, so yeah, like, like you said, if they just recently printed it, well, I mean, Amonkhet's not recent, but um, if they recently printed this with, um, you know, Harsh Mentor, it's definitely in that same vein. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is just another iteration of that type of card. Potentially, yeah. I hope it's not. I hope it's something a little more interesting, but potentially, yeah. It'll probably just be that. Well, what what type of ability would you want to happen when your opponent, like, because it has to be punishing, right? The idea is that you're trying to punish your opponent for activating abilities, right? Dam yeah. Damage seems like the most, sorry, yeah, damage seems like the most appropriate thing for that. 
Yeah, unless it's like exiling cards from the top of their library or making them discard cards or something. I think I'm probably, yeah, you're probably right. Right, but, but you're, you're absolutely right. They could um, creative with this and create something just way out left field for this one. So We'll see. Yeah, I guess. We'll, where X is the number of cards in your library. Hmm. Uh, this is going to be the white mythic. I am firmly, I, I know this is just going to gain X life where X is the number of cards in your library. Because what other thing could you do X times equal to the number of cards in your library and not win the game? That's true. Yeah, you're you're right. It's got that scaling issue, like you were talking about before. Um, yeah, it would have to be something like that. Um, maybe it could be a milling um, card too, and that would be pretty pretty fun, especially if it was appropriately costed. Um, your opponent mills X, where X is the number of cards in your library, and it just matches you. Um, That's just win a win the game card. Well, yeah, it would be like it would be like a splashy blue mythic that costs like fifteen mana. <laughs> I, I I don't know. There is very little that they could do with this. Life gain is one of the things that would be the most safe to do like 45 times. But. Yeah. Enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. Some kind of library Hydra. Yeah. Uh, maybe make one one plant tokens or, or something like that. Or zero one. Uh, yeah, zero one. That, that'd be okay. Probably it's not really that splashy though, but I, I hear what you're saying. That's fair. Uh, well, I mean, if it was like an Avenger of Zendikar type situation where it also had a way to put plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, yeah, zero, zero, one, sorry, my coffee machine's going off. Oh, you're fine. Um, yeah, zero ones would make it to where it could be a card that's castable in a normal game of Magic. If it was one ones, it would have to be, it would have to be that splashy mythic that almost no one can, can cast. Um, so yeah, zero one plant tokens makes a lot of sense if it was going to be a card that people would actually play in a normal game of magic. But I don't know. I think it will be one of the bad mythics in the set for sure. Um, right, right, right. Uh, and I will say that this card is, uh, again, emblematic of wizards moving toward digital design. Like this is a card that people are not really going to be incentivized to play in paper if they have to count a 45 card deck. You know, like this, this is designed in, you know, with a program that's going to keep track of that for you in mind, right? I think that's necessarily a good thing for game design. I felt this, like, I like Crystalline Giant a lot, but I know it's kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like that move, but at least they still, like, technically function in paper. So, yeah, for I'm sure. It's not too hard to count out your deck. Like it takes a couple seconds, probably. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just weird. It's something that um, paper players are not used to have having to do. So yeah, um, it's yeah, cards like this that are designed with a uh, with an online client in mind, we're just going to keep seeing more and more of them. They they're clearly moving in this direction for uh, card design. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to never playing this card. Same. Same. Uh, speaking of cards, we're looking forward to never playing. He gave us some creature types. I don't know if you want to speculate on what, you, what, you, what each of these are going to be or if you want to just read them out. Yeah, well, let's just read them. I don't have much to say about this. I am not someone who is like, I, I don't want to use the term soy face, so I'm, I'm just going to say it here instead of saying it how I, how I want to say it. But I'm not somebody that like gets super excited about like, ooh, wacky creature types. Um, I mean, most of the wacky creature types are just a random Simic, you know, common, uncommon that's going to be... Uh, just a limited card but crap, yeah. right exactly exactly so these don't excite me all that much um we have a creature turtle druid i mean very clearly going to be a simic card there bird warlock uh you know not th th that's not that far away from just being just a wizard right right yeah it's it's, it's a bird wizard it's not that exciting um frog wizard again probably a simic you know creature there uh, Spirit Dwarf, um, we've seen dwarfs in some of the art uh, for the uh, commands that we've already seen. Like, red-white is going to have dwarf creatures. We've seen that. They might have Spirit Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for, like, a red-white kind of, you know, card there. Uh, we got Troll Druid, which is not really even that exciting. I mean, aren't all trolls kind of a druid in some way? I'm fairly certain we've had a Troll Druid before. Um, I'm sure we probably have. I haven't done... I haven't done the work on that uh, to, to see that. Um, uh, th this is the most interesting one for me. Creature Eye Bat. 
Now that is another kind of like, ooh, wacky creature type, but I mean something as a creature type. Um, you know, there yeah. are cards that care about creature type I. Um, so maybe that'll be something that like old school players with their uh, evil eye Orms by Gore can uh, care about. So I I'm curious about that one. Um, but then we also have a, a slew of legendary creatures. I think most of these are going to be teachers at the college, right? Uh, legendary creature Vampire Warlock is one of them. Uh, it'll probably be the black white, right? Right. Yeah. All of these are going to be creatures. Or, or all of these are going to be teachers at the school, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Legendary creature Orc Shaman. Yeah. Uh, that one I'm not as sure about. Legendary creature Dryad Druid. I think it's probably going to be green black. Aren't all Dryads Druids? <laughs> I, I think a lot of them are just creature type Dryad. But I'm sure I, we've got. Them. I, I mean, from a flavor perspective, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then legendary artifact creature construct. Yeah, so so robot teacher. Yeah, or like a librarian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like robot librarian. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's a good choice. The janitor maybe is a is a golem. Yeah, that, that, I, th I think that would be I think that would be really cool. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's the end of our um, Strixhaven uh, uh, teasers. A lot of interesting stuff here. I know that um, before you were a little down once you realized the flavor of Strixhaven, but now that we're learning a little bit more, it seems like you're getting a bit more excited. Do these? I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So these teasers are increasing your excitement for the set. Are you thinking it's more or less Harry Potter now? Less Harry Potter, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Um, you know, I tr trusted Mark Rosewater on this one, and I'm glad it paid off. I don't trust him about Universes Beyond. I don't think he wants to make Universes Beyond, but I trust him about this not being Harry Potter, and I think I think I was right to trust him on that. I will say I'm very excited for this set. Um, uh, we will make a tweet from the Gutshot Twitter uh, about how many of these we were right about. It will probably be like two or three. It's on the record. Yeah, so we could absolutely, um, you know, I'm only kind of joking here, but uh, when... Strixhaven comes out. We can actually go back and see how right we were on this. We could have a quick segment where we're like, uh, uh, we we have like a scoreboard of uh, of our, our predictions here, and it'll just be zeros across the board. Uh, we yeah. got a couple, of but we'll see. Yeah, I am super. Yeah, this makes me more excited about Strixhaven than I have been, and this has nothing to do with the Biblioplex, which I think is the most exciting part about Strixhaven. So this is like the part that like was the least exciting uh, about the set coming up. This has made me more excited about that, and then we get the Biblioplex on top of this. So we need to about what we think is going to be in the Biblioplex. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could definitely um, uh, have a discussion about that. We'll, we'll keep that one in the can for a future episode. How about that? Yeah, remember when we weren't going to be a news podcast? <sighs> we, if the news is exciting and we're excited to talk about it, and I've been excited to talk about this, I think it makes sense for us uh, to do that. But, yeah, so let's, um, we'll have more to say about Strixhaven in the future. You know, we're, you know we're going to do a spoiler episode like we've done for sets in the sure. past. Um, let's go ahead and start wrapping this one up. Uh, we have our end segment here, and we are, uh, we're doing it again, back in the trap. We're reviewing random cards that Frederick has pulled um, from a, uh, from a uh, card search. Yeah, yeah. Scryfall, random. Uh, we got five cards here that we randomly pulled up. I'll read out the first one. Yep. Veil of Secrecy, one in a blue, instant, arcane. Target creature gains drip until end of turn. Splice onto arcane, return a blue creature you control to its owner's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I love cards like this as a, a longtime uh, infect player. Anything that gives a creature um, unblockable and um, shroud is is pretty good. Shroud, not so much. You, you rather want hexproof. But um, yeah, this is, um, I, I think that this saw... I, I, I shouldn't say. I don't know how much play this saw uh, in the uh, set, but I do remember opening this card a lot when I was playing back then and uh, really enjoying, uh, you know, trying weird, doing weird things with Splice on the Arcane. And this is one of those weird things that you can do. It's got a Ghost Samurai on it, too. <laughs> but yeah, it, it turns your creature into uh, unblock, into a, uh, oh God, what's it called? Uh, the creature with Drip. Invisible Star. Uh, Invisible Stalker, yeah. It turns your creature into Invisible Stalker, which, you know, what else can you ask? You, you know, honestly, um, I know this isn't intentional, but there is kind of a, a, a parallel in the arts of, of these two, uh, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the ghost samurai and the dude who's just a jacket and a hat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, ooh. Yeah, so this 
uh, Forest from Onslaught. Oh, okay, okay. I actually have to talk about this. So um, I started in original Mirrodin. A lot of my first cards are from the Amonkhet block. So like this type of forest here from uh, Onslaught is incredibly nostalgic uh, for me. So so this like the old border, but like the kind of late stage old border that this kind of encapsulates, um, and especially mm -hmm. the Onslaught um, uh, symbol. Man, this this really takes me back. I like this art a lot, and I, I, I've had I had onslaught foil basic lands in one of my modern decks a while ago. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, I like I like how the foils had the little star in the corner. I like this fine. Uh, um, for, forest sneaking up on island as uh, the best basic land to be playing in uh, modern Magic, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next um, one. Yeah, next we've got Rubble Belt Maka, three and a red for a three-three cat with Blood Rush. Red, discard Rubble Belt, Maka, target attacking creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Uh, this is just kind of a poster child for the Blood Rush mechanic. It's like a giant growth on an attacking creature, um, or it's just a creature. That's Blood Rush was a neat mechanic. I think it encapsulated the gruel really well. I think this is a good example of that. What do you think? Man, Maya does not want you talking about cat creatures and magic, does she? She does not. Um, my partner just came home. That's why she's barking. Right, dog. Yeah. I, I remember playing a lot of uh, Blood Rush uh, in you know this um, format, uh, not limited, but like standard at that time. And yeah, this is just kind of you know if you're in the market for a uh, for a giant growth in red, this is this is pretty good. Um, and I, yeah. I think that this was actually pretty okay in its limited environment. So my question is, does this cat actually have a lot of eyes, or is that just like a motion blur situation? No, I think it definitely has six eyes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Toe beans does it have? Right, yeah, yeah. I could see this being a good card in lower level like uh, popper cubes. I could definitely see this being a card sure. that that would be playable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's usually a giant growth, but if you don't have a creature, it's a creature. Right, for sure, for sure. All right, how about the oh, Bajuka Bog? Yes, classic card. Loved when they put this into historic. I got so many euros by uh, having just win of Bajuka Bog in my historic decks for quite a while. That's pretty sick. Um, luckily, we don't have to deal with Uro anymore. This is a classic commander card, from what I know. I didn't. I don't think it see. I didn't think it see. I saw much play outside of that. But I know this sees occasional modern play if Dredge is really good. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, it, it turns out that putting like usable like ETB effects on lands is just really good. Um, yeah, this just being it just takes a land drop and you get to hose graveyard strategies. That's super super good. So. This is a great example of how they can print cards that are just fine for their standard environments, but like are targeted that that can target older formats and it just be very very good there. So yeah. lo love it when they can create a card that's fine in standard but fixes a problem in older formats. That's great. Absolutely, yeah, great design. Uh, speaking of great design, this is one of my favorite cards. Um, Vengeful Rebirth. Four a red and a green for a sorcery. Return target creature card, or return target card from your graveyard to your hand. If you return a non-land card to your hand this way, Vengeful Rebirth deals damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to target creature or player. Exile Vengeful Rebirth. Mm, yeah, so you can't chain them. Right, yeah. But you can um, return an extra turn spell in Commander and remove something. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you, you'll want to return a big spell and you just get to kill something. Or hit your opponent for its converted mana cost. So, very powerful card, um, very cool design, very unique. What are your thoughts on Vengeful Rebirth? I like it a lot. What is even hap what is even happening in the art there? Is she, like, exploding? I think her brain is um, making a, a fire tornado, yeah. it appears, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Okay, that, Don't yeah. The best of classic classic gruel thing to be happening to someone in the art um yeah this is a great example of how gold cards can just be two effects from two colors stapled together and it works as a card you know this is green's regrowth and red's dealing damage to um uh to creature or player um you know you yeah. staple you staple them together you give the appropriate mana cost and it's a card that people like to play yeah so this is just a great design yeah, yeah for sure i like this this card a lot uh, and that is the last one. Um, I think we got some pretty good ones for uh, 
for Stan, for our uh, random card reviews. I'm waiting till we just get five basic land. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be great. If we do this long enough, if we go to episode number like one million six hundred forty-six thousand three hundred twenty-four, uh, we'll definitely finally get there. I love doing these random cards. You know, hey, we are the Gutshot Podcast. You know, home of the hottest takes for Magic the Gathering. And what better way to give you our hot takes than by looking at these random cards? And uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, g- give, giving you the giving you the business, so to speak. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, do you want to sew this one up? Yeah, let, let's sew this one up. We had a lot of fun today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gut Shot. It means the world to us. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, it means the world to us. If you like the video and subscribe to our channel, um, you can hit the bell icon. If you want, comment, tell us whether you agree with us, uh, whether you you know think that we're um, you know su- you know so silly that we don't know what we're talking about uh, if you want to follow us on social media frederick is at war crimes uwu on twitch or at fred sb on twitter and you can follow the show oh i i'm at i'm at agro rhetoric uh you can follow the show at gutshot pod yeah um this has been gutshot the only magic the gathering podcast that repeats this process six times and we would love to see you next week later